microphone checker, internet. It's December 2020, one month left of this crazy year. I pray that 2021 brings you guys everything you thought 2020 would be. But at the same time, I do want to say, be thankful for what you learned in 2020 because it taught us a lot. It taught us that nothing's forever. Things don't last to try to make the most of your time to really get in touch with yourself and that we're all discouraged sometimes and depressed and how we need to power through it. And I think it was an important lesson, even though it was crazy time and a lot of people lost their lives, um, their livelihood, their jobs. And I want to continue to send prayers and blessings to people around the world who have been affected by 2020 and the coronavirus and everything that goes with that. Now, I will say this. Um, I am so humbled. I am so thankful. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, about two weeks ago, we dropped the 100-year-old family recipe, Grandma Premium, Grandma uh, and and Papa Premium, um, you know, recipe. Pete's Premium Pasta Sauce, it's called. And we sold thousands of jars all around the world. I mean, I'm talking about... Just today, I dropped off uh, to DHL for UK, Canada, Mexico, and Australia. So I want to, from my family to yours, I want to say salutes. Thank you for the support. And more importantly, enjoy. You know, um, Pete's Premium Pasta Sauce, the first jar that we, sauce that we came out with is a marinara. There are a couple other ones we're working on. I believe we're working on a spicy marinara a vodka, and possibly an Alfredo. Anyway, head on over to Pete'sPremiumPastaSauce.com. We're selling a two-pack. Get yours today. Listen, it's good on lasagna, baked ziti. I seen uh, uh, my dear friend Nita. She made some chicken parm. I seen my man uh, uh, Jay Slay made some stuffed peppers. Uh, Julia from Texas made uh, a a nice uh, dish with fresh basil from her garden with some good pasta. Internets, listen, I'm just thankful. All these years, uh, you know, of the support. And, you know, I never put out a product. And when I did, you know, you guys really showed up and showed out. So tell a friend to tell a friend. It makes a great Christmas present. Um, Also, it makes a great home, you know, time to get a chance to cook. That's something I'm really proud of, you know, that my family, like my daughter was wrapping the, the jars. My sister made the boxes. You know, we all came together. And to show my kids particularly that hustle. And that you could take, you know, something and make it unique and on brand and 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 and, and really scale a business. Uh something I'm really proud of. So internet's from my family to yours, salutes. Now listen, this week's episode is a super throwback. Izzy the producer. Um, this is about three years ago. We lost a couple episodes and then just found it. So I was like, yo, we gotta put it out. There's no video to this, but we gotta put it out. Uh uh just a young, talented star who is still doing his thing um you know speaks about his love for basketball into producing under the tutelage of the legendary molly from tree sounds who is now at stonewood manor and just his production i mean just for such a young kid like i said this episode was like three years ago he had already worked with wiz khalifa two chains young dolph uh maxwell um I, i mean so many different people and it's been great to see so make sure you connect with izzy the producer Humble kid, uh, smart kid, and most importantly, talented. And um, yeah, man. So I'm glad that we found this audio. So 
Make sure you check it out. I, I don't even need to. You know, you know what? Let me just tell you again. Go over to YouTube, Premium Pete Subscribe, rate, tell a friend to tell a friend. We're also available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Mix, you know, Cloud. Listen, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you rate, subscribe, and tell a friend to tell a friend. That's all I ask. And then I'm going to ask you to open up your Twitter app, open up your Instagram app, at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show, and check the fuck in. Now, what does that mean? So let me know what you're listening to and let me know what you got going on. But more importantly, let me know where you're from, okay? At Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show, and check in. Internets, let me not say no more. It's the last month of December, okay? Let's get out of this month and into 2021 and hope, you know, hope it's fruitful and, 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 and blessings for everybody. Internets, I present to you the super throwback episode, okay? It's from a couple of years ago, but it's an oldie, but it's a goodie of that young star, that young producer. Izzy the producer. Let's get to this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show with Izzy the producer. Cheer! Come on, everybody, get set, let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up, it's the Premium Pete Show. If you want to scoop in the low, down low. Listen to the show, cause milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the Premium Pete Show. welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Sitting here with a, 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 a newly, newly birthday boy. <laughs> 25 years old yeah. Well who knows When people listen To this episode You could be fucking 30 by then Right Right Right. right. Who knows Izzy the Great Izzy the producer Izzy the producer Yeah you can call me Izzy the Great I like that They got a nice little ring to it You like that Yeah I like that Now how, what the fuck is For people listening Who may not know What is Izzy the producer Like what is it I mean obviously a producer mm-hmm. But where does that even come from Um it Actually man It was a mis- Like the name was a mistake mm. Because my name is Isaiah But a lot of people used to just tear my name apart. So I was just in the studio with the homies. Like, it wasn't even a studio. It was probably just a room. And it was like, um, actually, my best friend, she used to just call me Izzy all the time. I used to hate it. And then it just kind of stuck with me. Everybody just started calling me Izzy. And then somebody in the studio was like, man, you Izzy the producer. And mm. I just, it just stuck with me. Mm. Do you have a, a tag? Like, you know how, like, I mean, you're younger than, say, some of the older producers. So even people, like, when we talk about, like, you know, where Just Blaze has, like, his mark, like, Just Blaze or, or mm-hmm. London on the track or all, all of what's going on now. Do you have a, a tag? Yeah, I do. And what does it's it say? Like a, it, it's just say Izzy the producer. It's like a, I think it was like a, um, some type of English woman. I had found, like, a, this, this little recorder mm. and I had typed my name in and it's Some sexy it. shit. Yeah, and it just okay. stuck. Just say Izzy the producer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, like, it just stuck. So you grew up in uh, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Now you said Newport News. Yep. Yo, what, Newport for, News. for people who may not, what what the fuck is Newport News? Like what 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 is that like? What does that even like? What does that even mean? Newport News. Like they um, better have some news out there, you know? Yeah, it's a lot of news out there. It might not be the, the the best news. We like you know they call us bad news, but that's just like the coin term, like the hip hop coin term for it. But. Um, Newport News is just a place, man, where it's, like, so much talent, so much raw shit. It's just raw. It's just, like, it's it's kind of like a hub just where, like, a lot of people from the that area come in, like, either New York or they come from down south and come up to New York, I mean, come to Virginia. And, you know, it's just, it's a whole, it's really culture. Like, it's a, it's a big, not, I wouldn't even say big, but it's just a lot of, 
a lot of things that happened there. Like we known for sports. We mm. have like you know Allen Iverson, Michael Vick, uh, Aaron Brooks, mm. um, Cat Barber, uh, a lot of like a lot of ball players and a lot of producers like Pharrell, Timberland, Missy, um, Lex Luger. You know, a lot of people coming out of there. Just it's a lot of a lot of creative talent. For being a young kid that like you know. You growing up, you wanted to be a producer. Is that what you always wanted to be? I wanted to go to the NBA, bro. I ain't gonna really? lie to you. Like I wanted to play sports. Were you any good? At- yeah, I was actually good. I just was small. Mm. I was small, and I wasn't mentally prepared for. I didn't have the discipline to mm. play because you know I had a whole bunch of other stuff going on. If you looking back at it, what do you think you could have did that could have fixed that? One time. If you if you look back at it, what do you think you could have did to fix that? You uh, know, meaning like the discipline. My- my attitude, mm. my attitude for sure, for sure. Now that I look back on it, I was like, I was playing with so much passion that it kind of got in the way of playing ball. Like it just overshadowed everything because I wanted to be the best that I could be and I would get down on myself and i get upset. Mm. But, mm. you know, scoring 20 points and losing the game ain't fun. Sure, sure. <laughs> so how did you even get into producing? Like how did you even, well, let's start by saying like, how did you even fall in love with hip hop? You were in VA? Like, who, who who was your inspirations? Not even for producing, just in general, like, music. My first tape was a cash money tape. Mm. So I used to listen to Baller Blocking all the time. Like, that one song, I used to listen to Baller Blocking and Big Timers and all of that. So, like, that's, like, how I was like, wow, this is crazy. And my dad used to actually, like, listen to a lot of Run DMC, Tina Marie, Earth, Wind & Fire. Mm. Um, Classics. Yeah, a lot of classics, man. Frankie Beverly and Mays was really like it stuck that stuck in my head. And I grew up on a lot of Michael Jackson. So like hip hop was kind of always like around me. But I didn't, you know, that's how I got into uh, through basketball is how I got into producing. Mm, why you say that? Because my homie we was um we was playing basketball out in the street one day and then he was like, "Yeah, man, we about to go in the studio." I'm like, "Studio? What studios around here?" And he had a room just with FL Studio in it. And they was in there making beats. I'm like, damn, this is cool. Like, y'all in here just all chilling and everybody politicking and making beats. So he was like, yeah, bro, you should go ahead and get FL Studio and just, like, try it. And I downloaded it, and I, it just, like, stuck with me. I just started teaching myself everything I could possibly learn because it was, like, a new tool for me. So. I mean, that's, that's a crazy thing because I feel like even with DJ, not everybody can become a DJ. You know, people will try it, but not that good at it. You know what I mean? Like, really being a DJ, not no aux chord shit, right? Right. Same shit with producers, like, meaning, like, it's not it's not the most simplest thing to make a beat. Like, people think they can make something, but, you know, it, it takes a lot of, uh, you know, even working with an artist, like, coaching or explaining or, or, or you know, I, you know, I've had Buck Wild on, I had uh, Pete Rock, I had, like, so many different producers and... They all explained to me about how it's easy to work with someone who is open to you giving them input. Now, you're a young kid, right? Mm-hmm. But you worked with a lot of people already. Yeah. Has it been tough to say, have you gave your input to any artists you work Like, let's, let's name some of the artists you work with. People listening who may not know who um, Izzy the producer is. I work with Young Dolph, Wiz Khalifa, Young Jeezy, 2 Chains, Dej Lowe. Talk about it. Um... I work with Maxwell. Mm. Um, How the fuck did you work with Maxwell? Man, it's crazy. We met through Molly through and over Thanksgiving dinner. Mm. And 
I was just in the studio making beats and stuff, and he just came in there, and it, it turned into like a Motown session, like straight recording with the mic inside the room, mm. and just him singing, him just going crazy, and it just turned into us like building a friendship. So he hit me one day and was like, yeah, man, I want you to uh, do this remix for me. Like, I want you to take the vocals and just do your thing. I was like, oh, shit. It's like a certain way you want it. Mm. He was like, just do you and send it to me. And I sent him one copy and it's just, that's the one that came out. He was like, bro, I love this shit. And I mixed the vocals and everything like that. He was like, bro, I love this shit. Mm. What's the name of that song? It's called uh, God's Remix. Mm. Yeah. So that that was like an epic, an epic moment for me. Because mm. it's like he... He really like honed in and was like, "Man, like you're dope," and that that meant a lot coming from somebody with, sure, sure, you know, all this enormous success and selling out arenas and just been a legend, for, a legend for so long. I've been listening to his music for for forever. For sure, for sure. So, so many babies were made off of Maxwell, man. <laughs> like, you were probably made off of Maxwell. Man, it probably was. Who, who the fuck knows? That's, that's crazy if you think about it. That shit is wild, bro. You know, do you think it was for producers listening? Or up-and-coming producers. You know, the game is, and I always say this, it's like social media where it looks fucking sexy and it looks simple. Like, you sit here and you say, yeah, you know, working with Maxwell. But they don't know the times where you probably question yourself where you wanted to quit or you're like, yo, I don't even know if I can make money off of this or, or, or it took a little bit long. You know, nobody has patience, so to speak. Yeah. You know, but you're still young. But you've been able to do a lot of things. Yeah, just... You know, you always trying to get to where you going. Like we all got a destination, and it's like when you when it takes you know that patience kick in on you, and you got to learn how to embrace that patience. You know what I'm saying? Cause like I'm young, but you know I still got my own goals. So people might be like, "Yeah, you did this, and yeah, you did that," but it's like, "Damn, I want that." Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm always thankful for all of the like little shit because that makes the journey worthwhile. Cause you know, like you said, them days where you didn't. You had self-doubt. Like, I had plenty of them days. Like, I had days when I wanted to quit. I was working. I was doing this. I'm like, bro, what am I going to do with my life? I didn't know. But I, I was just like, man, this music shit, it got to work. Like, I don't have no choice but to work. Sure. And I, so I just kept going. How did you know, like, prices and stuff like that? Because, you know, when some producers start off, it's like, you know, I mean, I, I mean, we had Static Select. He said he was selling beats for a pizza. You know, now he gets cars, you know, car money for beats and more. You know what I mean? How did you, like... How, how does somebody like you, and, and I keep on mentioning young, is because you are young and you're doing it, you know what I mean? And you're on your way to continue to do more. But it's like, you know, when, when, when I guess my generation, when, we, when I was young, you know, like we fucking didn't pay attention. We said, we'll figure it the fuck out. Some of us never figure it the fuck out. Right. So it's like, how do you, you know, you could look at what other people are doing, but how did you know like, what you were worth? Like, how do you, did you ask around or did you get a mentor or? I just set a number. Mm. I was like, okay, well, this computer costs this. Mm. This costs this. I'm not selling nothing below this. Mm. And it just stuck. Like, my first, I think I sold my first beat for like 150, 200. Mm. And after that, I was like, I'm not taking no lower than that. Like, I'm, you can't hit me with $25 or this, like, and the third. Like, because I was around the neighborhood just, sure. hey, bro, I got beats. And I'm stalking you every day. Hey, bro, yeah, listen to these new beats I made. You want them? And then somebody come up, like, you know, the dope boys and stuff be around there. They trying to rap, and they be like, oh, yeah, bro, I, I need that. I'm going to get, get them three. Beats. Let me get them beats. Yeah, so I was in school walking around with, like, two, $3,000 at a time sometime, like, just being able to take care of myself. Mm. Just off of selling beats sometime. Like, but then, you know, 
you got to save that money because that dry spell come. True. You broke again. <laughs> now, what's 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 some other songs that people would know of? Uh, and maybe we'll play a little snippet of some, but uh, what's some songs that you produce from artists that people may know? Um, Damn. Shit, Days Loaf, Desire. Mm-hmm. Um, Young Dolph at the house. Young Dolph, Meech. Um, what other songs? Two Chains and Bankroll Fresh uh, and um, MP MPA Long Way. Uh, yeah, Long Way. Um, Granny. Um, she fell in love with Nipsey Hussle, Fat Trail, and Rick Ross. That was on radio. Rich Homie Quan, blah blah blah. Mm. Rich Homie Quan, I fuck with you, girl. Uh, I did how'd like you, a, how'd you uh, form a relationship with Rich Homie Quan? Well, my manager and my business partner Mo, um, he was going to school and they met each other in like the parking lot and he had seen him because like he was he always be up on a new artist too and he was like you know Quan was buzzing in the city he was you know getting his getting his um getting some heat up under him so uh, he he bumped into him and was like yeah bro I got some beats for you you know what I'm saying like. I got a producer, and then um, he gave him his email and gave him his number, and then he was like, hey, bro, shoot him some beats. And, like, I started cooking up in the house. Like, I was down in Atlanta for the for the summer with him, and I was cooking up in the house, and then just, like, this one day was like, man, send him this beat. And I sent him this one beat, and he recorded to it, and then, like, when he came back to Virginia, he called me and was like, bro, pull up on me, and he played me all the songs, and that was uh, um, all the songs that we did was on I Promise I Would Never Stop Going In, mm-hmm. hosted by DJ Drama. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, that kind of went crazy. Now, you said that you were selling beats, you know, $25, there's $150. What's the most you reach so far now? What's the going rate right now? Oh. Uh, Is that private? I mean, it ain't even really private. It's just like, you know, like different people have different budgets. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a... It's a it's a price I won't go below, but I always like to work with mm. the artists and the people because it's not about the money mm. at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, I want my bills paid just like you want sure. yours paid. But You're building a resume. I'm, I'm building a resume, and also I'm helping out somebody. Like, this next artist, like like Rich Homie Kwan, I, nobody knew that he was going to be as big as he was, as big as he is, like, still. But... I went on a limb, like, what if I would have just been like, hey, bro, I need two grand for this beat? That would have been probably the last two grand and probably the last time I worked with sure, him. Sure, sure. But I was just like, okay, I want to build a relationship with him. And it turned into records. Mm. Like, I got records just sitting in my computer. Like, I, you know, we actually built, like, a friendship, to a working friendship to where we can just call each other, hey, bro, I need this. That's when it comes in where I can tell him, like, maybe you need to do that line over or... um ad-lib this or hand me the tracks so I can, you know, rearrange this and do this and add drops. And, like, he'll take my input now from just, you know, that initial thing. Because, like, when you just come off trying to charge somebody, you really don't have a lot of credentials. Sure, sure. They won't Yeah, they're like, young boy, who the fuck you? Yeah, like... Fall back. Quick. Yeah. But, you know, you come from VA, right? You Mm -hmm. come from uh, a bunch of producers, as we spoke about. But who, who inspires you as a producer? Like, who is... There has to be somebody that you um, are inspired by, for sure. I'm, I'm honestly inspired by Pharrell. Mm. And I say that because he made it okay for us to be different. Like, I knew I was different at home. And it was hard to kind of fit in because everybody was so street. Everybody was this. And, you know, I'm I'm a small guy. I like nice clothes. I like this. I'm, I'm bougie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the way I looked at myself at home is because it's like, I like certain things. I'm fascinated with, 
jeans and shoes and this and that. And Pharrell was doing it at the level like, man, what is that? Like ice cream? BBC? Mm. I need that now. Bape? All of that. So he he really inspired me to just like be different or just to really be myself and don't worry about everybody else. So definitely Pharrell and like even younger producers like Lex Luger, like mm. he came and, and, and changed a lot. I was inspired by Drummer Boy. I was inspired by, you know, uh, Jeezy and a lot of other like people that just gave me this sound or helped me find out who I was. Mm. Now you feel like that you learn how to become a producer or do you feel like some of your like talents are coming out in the same, you know, uh, of doing it? Like you're like, oh, I'm actually meant to do this, you know? Because some things you had to learn, right? You know yeah. what I mean? But then some things like, and I give example, you know, like Just Blaze, you know, a friend of mine for a long time. But I've That's seen this guy, producer. I've seen this guy in action and I'm like, yo, this dude was meant to do this shit. Like it's crazy to see the talent, you know what I mean? Like the way he, like he 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 plays a, he does a beat and then he stops it, and he's still in his fucking head and he's bopping and bopping. There's no music, and then he's filling in. Then he'll jump up and do the drums. You know what I mean? Like dude is like even another person, Ryan Leslie, Ryan, yo know, Ryan Leslie Bruh, man. I've I meant to mention him. Mm. I used to watch Ryan Leslie videos day and night, him producing and making beats like. I was like, oh man, he plays instruments, like, like my dad used to play a lot of Prince and stuff like that, mm. and you know, Prince played all of, all of his own shit. So I was really inspired by Ryan Leslie as well, cause he was playing the keys and he would play, the, he would go and buy a trumpet and have it delivered to the crib and play that motherfucker on it. And I'm like, wow, like he's really putting this together, and singing, and like making a whole song. So sure. I was like, damn, like Ryan Leslie was definitely a, a big influence, and I'm. I'm mad I didn't even mention that. Yeah, you know, um, it's where we tape, right, in Andrew Room Studios in New York City. It's crazy. Um, I've seen it with my own eyes. Ryan, you know, uh, on the boards, get up, go fucking play the drums. Kind of like, yo, this dude moved around so quick. I was like, yo, this motherfucker must be on cocaine. Like, yo, he was flying around playing instrument after instrument. And I, I I was definitely like, yo, this dude was... You know, when you see somebody like that, they were meant to fucking do that shit. Yeah. That wasn't some shit that they just learned in trade school. Right. You know? But, uh, you know, you worked with a bunch of artists so far. Who are some of the people you want to work with? I want to work with Jay-Z. Mm. I want to work with Kanye. Um, I want to work with Erica Badu. Mm. Um, shit, I want to work with Lauryn Hill. Honestly. They don't even have to come out. I just want to work with her because she's so dope. Like, she's raw. Like, she spits bars. Mm. And she just was, a, she only dropped one project. Just amazing artist. You know, like, but definitely Jay-Z from, um, you know, listening to his music growing up. Like, because a lot back then I didn't understand a lot of shit that he was saying. So now that I'm older, I realize it and I'm, it kind of stuck with me. Sure. So, like, just to see what we can put together. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that that would be a, that would be dope. How about Jeezy? You how's the sessions with Jeezy? Man, Jeezy's dope, man. Like I ain't even gonna lie. Like I was freaked out when like because we were actually recording this in a hotel room, and I was freaked out, bro. I'm like, bro, this is this is my favorite. This is one of my favorite rappers on one of my beats right now. He picked the first beat that I played him, and he started rapping. It never came out. Like this one song never came out, but other songs did. And I was like, bruh, 
I'm doing this shit. Like, for real. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I think that's one of the most memorable nights I did have. Like, I, I, I think I almost got fired from my job for that, too. Mm. But, like... Well, you kept on to a day job for a while? Yeah. I worked at McDonald's for, like, really? three and a half years. And... and I dropped it out. And when, when did you give up on it? I got fired from for coming to Atlanta, for, like, going back and forth to Atlanta so much and missing days because, like, I basically had a full-time job, and I was, like, almost a manager. So, but they wouldn't let me get manager. They would just let me get right there at the cusp of it. Mm. And they they couldn't fire me for anything. Like, they never could fire me because I just knew everything. But it was just one time, like, I came back from Atlanta, and they was like, yeah, we got to let you go mm. because you just, and you ain't been here. I'm like, okay, I'm going then. And w- what did that make you do? That made me go get a, another job just mm. so I can keep funding what I was doing. The, the day job fuels the dream job. Yeah. Cause like that was my, I treated it like it was my investor, mm. you know. Like I, I didn't look at it as like, oh, I'm staying here. I knew I was moving out of Virginia the whole, the whole time. I knew I was gonna do music. I knew that I was gonna do everything that I was gonna do. All I had to do was be stable and survive. You know, you you pose in front of a lot of old cars, mm-hmm. classic cars. Is it, is that something that you, parents taught you, your father taught you, or is that something? Nah, just me and my brothers, man. Like, I've always just been in love with cars. Like, I've always been in love with BMWs, uh, old Mercedes, Porsches. Like, ever since I watched Bad Boy, I've been in love with Porsches. Mm. And, um, you know, my favorite, my favorite, them them two are my favorite cars with uh, Porsche and BMW. Mm. Did you buy one yet? Not yet. You driving yet? Yeah, I'm driving. Okay. (laughs) I'm definitely driving. You you on the grind. I I tell you, you know, that's one thing, too. It's like, you mentioned the Maxwell mm-hmm. story, and then you mentioned the rich homie Quan. And in, in, in my mind, I'm like, damn, man, you actually come off like, you know, I mean, I don't even know you until just now. You come off like a good dude, like a, like a caring dude, like somebody who's uh, just real. And that's got to be easy to work with as far as artists, first producers. But you also got to know sometimes working with artists ain't the easiest thing. Yeah. You know? So it's like you just seem like a, a, a simple go lucky guy, like you know what I mean. Like ain't nothing really bother you in the studio. What what do you like for people who may not know? Like what is your? How do you get? How do you get into the fucking mood? Um, just the vibe, the emotion, what I'm going through, what I'm talking about. Like I gotta be around people. You know, like I feel like I can go in there and just create. Like what you were saying earlier. Like how do you just go in the studio and like is it talent? And I feel like yeah, like I didn't just like. Of course, I had to learn how to do certain things, but I feel like I was made for it because of how it comes out. Like, when I'm when I'm on go mode, just like how you say around Leslie moves, I'm on go mode, but I do it on my computer. It's like my mind is clicking. Once it starts clicking, I know where everything is already going. So, like, I can finish a beat within, you know, 30 minutes. Not saying it is completely done, but I got the skeleton ready. I got the vibe and sure. the feel ready. So, um it just it just comes from a place of just like inspiration, man. Whatever I'm going through, what I'm watching, what I'm playing, I'll just play around with sounds and find sounds and see how they make me feel. Like I try to go off the feeling. Like how would this make you feel? How would this make me feel? Like what am I going for? Mm. And sometimes I just play sounds and I just make weirdo shit and it turns into somebody like, bro, I need that beat. And I'm like, bro, I didn't make that for anybody really. <laughs> but you can have it. Yeah, you can have it for sure. Do, do, you, do you ever make a beat like for a certain artist? You know, and style it after what you believe that his flow and his movements are like. 
Yeah. Zach, 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 how you doing? Yeah, most definitely. It just, it just depends on the artist. Mm. Definitely depends on the artist. Because sometimes the artist just be like, man, play me something that you got. Like, play me what you've been making. Mm. But then sometimes, like, you know, Dolph hit me and be like, man, I need that shit to just rattle my trunk. I'd be like, all right, check your email. Mm. As you saying it, I done already sent four or five beats. Mm. Now you learned about your publishing? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yo, you mentioned you have a manager. Mm-hmm. Do, do you Actually, su- he's like he's my business partner. Okay. Do you suggest yeah. for someone like an up and coming producer to do something like that where they have somebody? Because you know what it is, I I kind of like that. Okay, business partner, manager, but he also has his best interest mm-hmm. in mind too. So he's got a piece of the cake. So he's going out there representing you as well. Yeah. So it's like kind of like you get to do the beats. Mm-hmm. You suggest uh, has that work well for you? Yeah, it works well because, like, we don't have just a manager relationship. Like, he's like my big brother. Mm. You know what I mean? He taught me a lot as far as just the game, like, certain parts of the game, and then I learned certain parts of the game on my own because, you know, I look at myself as a smart person. I do a lot of research. I, You know, I, I do my homework. And just maneuvering in the game and doing certain things. Like, I used to talk on the phone with him from the time I was 15 years old until about the time I was, like, I want to say 18 when I got out of college. No, till I dropped out of college my second year. We talked on the phone every day about music mm. and just what we was going to do. And it just formed into us being business partners because we've been together so long. Like, this is my, like I said, this is my brother. I, I consider people family. Like, when, when, we, when we come up together, like, we family. So I would definitely recommend people to, like, have a manager, but, like, don't just go searching for a manager. Don't ever just search for somebody to to do something for you. It got to be that teamwork, that cohesiveness, like somebody that really has your best interest in mind that wants to see you win. And you want to see them win as well. It got to be a win-win. It can't be a, excuse me, it can't be a win-lose. Nah, for sure. I definitely agree. You know, you uh, you, you used to DJ, right? Uh, I wouldn't even say DJ, man. Like I DJ what? Is he? What was your name? Was it Izzy the producer or Izzy the DJ? Yeah, it would call me Izzy the DJ, but like I would just play music off of um, Serato or uh, Virtual DJ, mm. and I would just you know play shit that I was liking, mm. what I thought that was cool. Like I would put a lot of people on music that was going on in Atlanta because I was just always there. You you would say you're nice with uh, records, or you're a Fruity Loops type of guy. Uh, as far as what? As far as like when making a beat, you know, you use a lot of like Fruity Loops, or or, or you using records or vinyl or anything i'm not big on sampling no i'm not big on sampling just because because it's clear the clearance problem the clearance problem especially definitely the clearance problem but it's like of course that's real music but at the end of the day that came from somebody feeling it that came from people being in in the studio playing them guitars and people in the studio playing them keyboards and doing certain things so I want to challenge myself to be able to make things like this like it might not be the same as a Earth, Wind & Fire record but it got those elements like you can still feel it and that's what it's you know it's all based off of so I started on FL Studio but you know I'm a hybrid between a lot of shit like I I know how to use Pro Tools I know how to use well I've been using Ableton for like the last year and a half the homie Groove put me on Ableton so it's just like Groove Chambers? Yeah like Shouts to Groove Man Shouts to Groove so now you 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 do a lot of work out of Tree Sound. Yes. Now you're living in Atlanta now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're I've living. Been, you moved yeah. from. Okay, okay. I've been in Atlanta for about four years. Mm. Yeah. Internet. 
Today's episode is sponsored by Headspace. Let me explain something to you and let me put you on to something. Life can be stressful. Even the most difficult times of life, you need stress relief. That goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Listen, it is so important to work on your mental wealth and your mental health. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. Okay, this is, this is official. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. If you need some help falling asleep, Headspace has wind-down sessions. Their members swear by. Uh, I mean, I love it. I checked it out. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you could do with your kids. Or even if your kids are at school or in you know, a virtual learning, you want to take a couple of minutes just to, listen, I'm a fellow parent. Like, take the time for yourself, you know? Like, kids are our life, and, 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 and we love them, but don't forget about you and your mental health and your, you know, what a couple of minutes alone of silence does for you. Listen to me. Headspace approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being, okay? I love it. I've been on it. I've been using that three-minute SOS. It has been great. I, I, I'm really enjoying getting some meditation, but also some silence. It has really helped me reduce stress. And to be honest with you, 2020 has been just stressful. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Internets, okay? It's the real deal. So we're going to give you a discount. You deserve to feel happier. And Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com forward slash P-E-T-E. That's Pete. That's headspace.com slash Pete. For a free one-month trial. You understand? Free one-month trial with access to Headspace full library of meditations for every situation. Again, that's headspace.com forward slash Pete. Go support it, but also go support yourself with Headspace. Internets, let's get back to the episode. Cheer! So for people who may not know of Tree Sound, like take take us through what it's like you know, working there, making a beat there, like, you know, and also, you know, I'm sure you have seen some of your base, biggest success through the studio and being in Tree Sounds, no? Yeah, like, definitely the growth. Definitely definitely just, you know, expanding. Like, Tree Sound has definitely helped my growth and my ear and my becoming a, a, a better person and becoming a better producer and engineer because I'm around it every day. Sure. It's like I'm living a life of, you know, a producer. I'm not just... Oh, I'm making beats in my room and then I'm going to work. Like I'm really in the studio working on records mm. all the time, like every day. What, so like, what, like wait up late night, type up style? late nights, up early in the morning. Like sometimes I just go in the studio, watch Netflix, and listen to music. Like I just put Netflix on and just listen to music, and I try to relate sound to the music. I mean, I try to relate sound to the movie. Mm. You know what I feel like this sound will go to. It's just different ways to inspire myself. But like being in Tree Sound, man, this is like. You'll never know who you bump into. Mm. Like you'll never know who you're gonna work with. You'll never know if Molly gonna be there and cook, and you might, you might catch the itis. You know what I'm saying? You might get inspired from her cooking and all sure, of that because sure. you know she got OG wisdom and a whole bunch. Molly of Molly one hell of a cook, man. Man, well, she's one hell of a person. Mm. So, but why you say that for? Because like you know, it, it's hard to find someone that kind of care about your well being like in this world today. Mm. It's it's a lot of it's still a lot of people, but it's it's more rare it's more like boutique form 
you know, to find people like Groove and to find people like Molly and my uh, my business partner and manager Mo, it's hard to find those people that really want to help you grow. And these people help me grow in all type of ways. So when I fuck up, like, hey, bro, you fucked up right here, right here, and right here. And, you know, we need to fix this. So what we doing? You know what I'm saying? And I get that coaching and I get that inspiration and that those gems from on how to maneuver in different different situations because like sometimes this shit just be situation based like sometimes you might be in a situation don't know what to do Mm. you might be in a studio with future and don't know what to do Mm. it might be your time to shine but you don't know what lane to take sure sure so sometimes you just got to know when to go when those points uh like when those points of just action got to happen like you just got to take it so you get you know you got to kind of know just people you sat down with Future yet? I haven't sat down with Future yet, but we've came in contact a lot of times, and I've actually worked with him before. Like he he was on one of my beats for an intro to a mixtape, so that was dope. Mm-hmm. But we constantly see each other because you know he walked past my room and he come in, he dap me up, and you know we keep it moving. Mm-hmm. What about Drake? Nothing. Uh... Uh, I bumped into Drake. Very like cool, cool person, man. Like. You know that you could feel the energy when he come in the room, like he dap you up. Everybody cool, like, but you know he going about his business. But mm-hmm. cool person, mm-hmm. amazing artist. That's definitely sure. a person I, I can't wait to work with. I know I'm gonna work with him. Genuine, genuine dude. I know him. And I, I met him many, many, many years ago, man. Before anything, and uh, he, super pure dude, man. Super, like it, it's crazy to. See. And, and then I witnessed it so much with Bun. Like he loves Bun and. All the H A W stuff he done like Houston Appreciation, uh, you know Houston Appreciation Week, and yeah. I mean just a real good dude. But who is like, you know, do you make a beat and then automatically think like, yo, I want to use it for this person? That's why I brought up Drake or I brought up Future. Like, is there something that you make and you're like, yo, I, wa- I want to give it to this person. I want to give it to this person. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, you, you know, I feel like that's sometimes where inspiration come from. It's like, damn, I'm gonna make a beat for Drake. And it might not be for Drake, might be for sure, Future. Sure, <laughs> Like it might just go the opposite way, or you might sure. make a beat for Future and they go for Drake. Or like, somebody else comes to grab. Or somebody it. else coming to play, you know, somebody else within their camp or whatever like that. But it's just like, yeah, like I do go and make those beats and like I'm gonna make something for Drake, something real smooth or mellow, like whatever he's on, because he's so diverse. Like he can go any way. Sure. So like it's never really one beat that I'd be like, oh yeah, this is Drake won't get on this. It's like yeah, he might. Mm. You know, sometimes a lot of producers ain't even in the studio these days, mm-hmm. you know, with the artist. You seem like you've been able to be in the studio with a lot of artists. Yeah. Is it hard for you to not be in an art, you know, not be, like, do a beat with someone, go back and forth, go back and forth, while they're not in the studio? Is that hard for you? or is... It's a little more of a challenge, you know, because bouncing ideas off of a person rather than just... You know, sending it over email and then you texting me or you calling me or we FaceTiming. Like, it's just easier because, hey, bro, I'm going to send you these files right quick. Or, hey, bro, I'm going to do this or I'm going to play you this beat. Or when you're in the studio with an artist, he can be like, I'm on this vibe. Like, I just lost this person. I need some heartfelt shit. They can tell you what they want instead of, hey, bro, send me some beats. Sure. You know what I'm saying? You might send 10 beats and none of them connect with how he feeling. Sure. And that's a, it just goes back to, like, those relationships, too. Like, being able to build a relationship to where the artist actually know who you are like when you come in the room like they they acknowledge who the producer is mm. Mm. So, hey listen man i think the the way you carry yourself you have a bright future ahead of you you know i appreciate you, that you, man you, thank you, you. not because it, it, if you take the time to build with somebody and they get to know the reputation 
it means a lot, man. People come in and respect, and they know what they get. You know, you're right, too. You think about it. Somebody gets uh, an email with the beats. They don't hear your voice, and you're telling them, like, yo, this folder's dope, but the third one, I really like. And they're like, what'd you say, the third? And they may go listen to it, may understand your passion coming out of your voice, the way you said it. People sometimes are, are, are superstitious. Sometimes people believe in the person who's doing it because they hear it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, the artist ain't there. You just send them an email. You're right. Like, you know, may skip through something, may not even get nothing. That, that just happens. Yeah. You know, it's it's unfortunate, but that, that you know, it, it's what happens, man. It, it, it's crazy. And, you know, I think about going back in the day where you used to have to bring the tapes, like that tapes or, you know, bring different type of reels. Yeah. You know, shit, you know, yeah, shit now. Shit. It's like, yo, you, you've got this beat in a minute, you know what I mean? Coming right. your way. But it ain't like that no more. And I feel like that's, you know, the appreciation for the music got to get, I feel like it's still there. It's definitely still there, but like being in, the, it's nothing like being in the studio with the artist, man. It's nothing like being able to create from scratch and being able to just somebody can tell you what they're going for. Mm. You know what I mean? Like actually, just what I, I might hear a certain mix for for Pro Tools, like how how I want to mix the sound. Like I don't, I might not want to use the same reverb because it don't give me the same feeling. Like mm. these plugins give you feelings too. Mm. So, you know, like it just it. It, it just all go into it. it that's the, that's what producers did. Like, when you mentioned Just Blaze, like, Just Blaze was in the studio with these niggas. Like, he was making people face go, ugh. Like, yeah, the stank I watch, face. And I, I watch producers in the studio. I watch, like, legendary producers in the studio all the time. Like, I remember when Kanye was in the studio with Jay-Z, and he was playing a beat, and he he just kept saying, like, Jay-Z face was just like, oh, my God. Like, you know, because Ye was playing a beat, and he was just like, oh, man. So, like, those reactions are priceless. It gets you to be like, okay, I'm on the right track. I know to play shit like this because mm-hmm. he want to feel this. And then, you know, they can feel your vibe too. It's like when the vibe is going, anything possible now. Mm-hmm. Like, anything is possible. So mm-hmm. when, you get th- when you get in that mode and you feel like he's comfortable, it's go time. Go. Like, mm-hmm. run. Mm-hmm. Like, force, bro. He's like for now. You smoke in the studio. You smoke. You big. You get, you get inspired by smoking or no? Nah, I'm not a not a big smoker. Drinking. I'll sip a little wine. I'm a okay. player. Wine. Okay. Yeah, shit. I was. I fuck with the wine, man. <laughs> I fuck player. with the. Wine. I feel you on that, yo. Sometimes I've always had friends make fun of me, be like, yo, they're like, yo, what do you want to drink? I'm like, yo, I'll take a a, a glass of red wine. And they're like, come on, Pino man, get Grigio. a get 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 a real drink. I'm like, yo, that's what I like. You know, why I fuck with the wine. One, I always like. Uh, I, I love to eat. A different type of meal. I love my wine with certain shit. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, it's because I don't ever like to get saucy. Mm-hmm. Where, you, where, where, where a motherfucker could shave my eyebrows type shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, for me, I'm like, yo, I like to uh, just be, you know, kind of like bent, but know what the fuck I'm doing. Exactly. And that's my thing. I like to be sharp. Mm. Like, I, I'm not about to be the person that's just like all out and just, you know, he being goofy. Because, like, alcohol, like, I can I can get thrown. But I'm still be, you know, kind of composed. Like you, sure. I, I gotta, I know how to compose it. You know mm. what I mean? But like, just it's just the wine puts you in a certain vibe. But, you know, or I take some, um, some vuv, man. Mm. Just pour mm. up on some champagne mm. and just, you know, make treat you like a celebration. Shit, ain't nothing wrong with that. Listen, what's uh, some advice you have for up and coming artists or producers that want to connect with producers? You know, like or connect with other people. Be people, man. Like people forget that this shit is not just about buttons and beats and shit like you're a human being Mm. i need to know you first before i 
say, hey, like, what's this? And let's collab and shit. Like, I don't know you. So let me get to know you first so we can, like, build off of something. We have to have some type of foundation. And I feel like, you know, if if, if you want to collaborate and, you know, be that artist that you want to be or the producer that you want to be, you got to become a great person first. Mm. And that's essential to knowing what you want to do and knowing how to get where you want to go because, like, this shit is about respect, man. You got to treat people how you want to be treated. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to carry yourself like a human being because, like, if this music shit wasn't here, which, you know, that wouldn't be true, but hypothetically, if this music shit wasn't here, how would we be? Mm. Would we be a savage? Like, would you just treat your mom like shit? Sure. No, you're going to treat your mom with respect. So just like I treat my dad with respect, or I treat my brother with respect, I'm going to treat you with respect. Sure. Hey, listen, the way you, people act off the way you, the way you treat people the way they treat you, you would hope. Yeah. Now, you grew up with uh, mom and dad? No, I grew up with grandma. Okay. Mm-hmm. What happened? Uh, mom and dad would just run around? Or? Yeah, mom, uh, you know, uh, typical black family shit, mm-hmm. like just certain things going on and uh, situations Still difficult. Cool with them? Yeah, of course. I'm 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 hella close to my dad. I just my, my dad is my number one fan, man. That mm. shit is amazing. Mm. You know, cause he I feel like he kind of opened the gateway for me to do music because he played so much shit around me. Mm. And um, my mom, man, like, you know, me and my mom built a we built a great friendship. Mm. This was like I feel like everything happens for a reason to give you lessons in life. So the lesson with my mom, it showed me how to like connect with a woman, as mm. far as like okay, I need to understand what you're going through. Because sometimes she's a, like, my mom is a human, so she might fuck up. So I don't, I charge her to her head, not her heart. Mm. She loved me to death. Mm. You know, everybody fuck up. So, I, sure. you know, that's my mom. <laughs> and my grandma, mom grandma, grandma seems to have done a good job. Yeah, man, my grandma, man. Man, my grandma taught me that feminine side. Mm. My grandma taught me, you know, put the toilet seat down, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hang them curtains up. <laughs> Iron your clothes. And, you know, I always want to have my clothes because I like to be clean and shit. You know, like you want a, a woman to, you know, like you. Like your appearance has to be right. So my grandma just used to instill certain things in me and show me how to not be so masculine all the time. It's like, bro, it's okay to be, you know, neutral, like have half and half. Mm-hmm. You got to have that feminine side, man. Like if you, you don't know how to fold your clothes, <laughs> you don't sure. know how to fold your sheets. And wash your own shit. You gotta get a tight corner, man. Get that pillowcase and get a smiley face, bro. That shit is all about a vibe. Every keep, every day is a vibe. Like it has to you <laughs> have to set your vibe as soon as you come in. So if my yeah. clothes being iron sets my vibe and make me feel good, that's what it gotta be. I like smelling like tie, not blunts. For sure. <laughs> Bond number nine, not blunts. Well, I mean, listen, being a producer, being in the studio, unfortunately you're gonna smell like fucking blunts. Oh yeah. What, you will what, that. <laughs> what's next for Izzy the producer? Man, my um um I'm transitioning from just Izzy the producer to just Izzy because mm. I'm now about to put out my first album mm. and I'm working on just a lot of music like a lot of people about to hear my voice now like mm. my writing I've been writing for people and I've been engineering and mixing and doing a whole bunch of things like actually helping people put their records out and creative directing and you know giving advice about album covers and this down the third because like I, I do a lot of things you know I'm just a creative like I make clothes I take pictures I you know, used to design shoes and shit. So the next thing for me is just really this project and just me becoming that ultimate creative that I want, that I know I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be on the boards, man. I want to be on the charts and never come off. Mm. I want to be legendary. Mm. So my role going to be a little longer. 
Mm-hmm. Now, now you also are are spitting on this album or singing, yeah. really? Right, and sing like I wrote everything, mixed everything, produced everything. So like it's just bars and heartfelt shit, like real shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm really kind of giving my story and just showing who Izzy is as a as a person. Yeah, I'm hearing that you're into Ewing sneakers. Where the fuck did that come from? You're into Ewings? I was into Ewings, man. I used to have like. I used to have a whole bunch of them. I used to have the black ones, the black and white ones, the red ones. Where would that come from? VA? No, nah, it was just like it was, a fa- it was a fashion thing. Like I was, like I said, I was a sneaker collector, mm-hmm. so I wanted all types of shit, and mm-hmm. um, I had the all black Ewings, and I had them for some. I had them for like two years, and I sat on them, and I was like, bro, these just gonna be fire when I bring them out. And then mm-hmm. ASAP Rocky came out with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then that kind of caused it a, a thing, but like I was like, "Yo, bro, Ewing's back in the day were the shit." Like, I'm I'm a fan of just how shoes look, not sure. just off of the hype. Sure, sure. So, yo, you know when I went and and, and I tell uh, Isaiah this, but uh, you know some people call them E wings. I don't know if you heard of that. Nah, E wings. Yeah? I mean, you got to get. You, you never heard of that? Nah. I'm telling you, man. They call I'm them telling E-wings. you, E wings, man. You know, you, motherfucker. You know, hustling on the block, man. You know. We get them uh, e wings, man. Get them e wings. But listen, what what are you on social? Izzy the producer. Yeah, at Izzy the producer. I Z Z E. Twitter, IG. Yeah, Twitter, IG, everything. I Z Z E T H E. Producer. Listen, man. I like your vibe. I mean, you obviously are starting to build some of your resume. I really like you. Just 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 your mindset. So you know, I wish you the best. Continue Thank to you, man. Uh, appreciate it. Continue to keep elevating your game. Continue to keep an open mind. But also continue to can be great. Most definitely, man. Thank you so much. Internet's Izzy the producer. When I when, when I make my album, I'm gonna make him do a couple of beats. <laughs> I got you for sure, for sure. All right, peace, I gotta brother. get them A ones off you though. <laughs> oh yeah, peace, brother. All right. Internet's. If you enjoyed that episode, I want you to email me at thepremiumpeachshow at gmail.com. Again, that's email is thepremiumpeachshow at gmail.com. Let me know what you thought. And listen, all my advertisers out there. All my big businesses, my small businesses, whoever, a friend, a store, you want to advertise on the Premium Pete Show, email me at thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com and let's get working, okay? Make sure you subscribe, rate, leave a comment on all streaming platforms and podcasts. Tell a friend to tell a friend and we'll see you next episode. Cheer. Oh, yeah. Told you, man, it was a good episode. He's a young star. It's crazy, though, because it's not even outdated. It's like this episode was a couple of years ago, and just the conversation is so special. So I wish nothing but the success uh, and the best of blessings to Izzy, the producer. Shouts to Molly. Shouts to Groove Chambers and the whole, uh, you know, they, they were formerly at uh, Tree Sounds, and, and they've done legendary things there, and now they have Stonewood Manor. So make sure you check that out, and make sure you check out Izzy, the producer. Internets. If you want to advertise on the Premium Pete Show, small brand, big brand, whatever, email me, thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. Again, that's thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. You want to advertise on my show, I could get you advertised on other shows. You want us to produce a show, create a scripted show, a docuseries show. You have any questions about podcasts and want to work with me, find out things, you just want some info, email me, thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. Internets, okay? It's December 2020. It's my Sagittarius. It's my birthday on the 17th. Um, the sauce is out. Thank you for the support. If you haven't got yourself a jar, head on over to PetesPremiumPastaSauce.com and get yourself one. Um, and see you next episode. Peace and blessings to you and yours from my family.
Salute. Cheers.